When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You are now listening to the hottest true crime podcast in the streets. Hello and welcome to another episode of Affirmative Murder, the Equal Opportunity True Crime Comedy Podcast. I am Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. Oh yes, wait a minute, Mr. Postman. Yeah, man, I'm the mailman. Can't you tell, man? Gonna post on- What up? Fran, what's going on, my brother? Not much, man. I've been uh, playing the lottery a lot lately, man. Why? Why have you been doing that? I've been feeling lucky. <laughs> what? Why? What, what? What? What examples have you had of him feeling lucky? I don't know. I just because I've never played the lottery before. I mean, I've played it before, but like, sure. I know some people when you get when they get like my grandma used to play it all the time. I go play my numbers. Yes, she go and she got her numbers written down. She mm-hmm. go play these different. My grandma actually hit a couple times. Of course, she actually hit a couple times. But I think I need. I think it's my turn. What's an addiction without a little bit of a high? You know, right? That's that's sure. the that's sure. the game. You know, I I know a guy at my job. He's eighty four years old. He has played the still lottery. working. Yeah. Damn. He plays the lottery every day, twice a day, has played the lottery every day, twice a day for like 40 years. And he'll be like, man, I hit for the lot, hit for 6,000 uh, uh, three months ago. Then I hit for uh, uh, 10,000 two years ago. Then I hit for like uh, uh, 4,000 uh, six months before that. But I go, cool. How much have you spent? That's my thing. <laughs> you, if you go, this guy spends, if he spends $40 a day every day yeah. for 365 days, mm. give or take, you know, a couple of days a week. But let's say 300 days a year, mm-hmm. he spends 20 to $40. For 40 years? Yeah. Yeah. You might have you got him for $50,000. You might have got him for $65,000. You might even have got him for $100,000 in that 50-year in that span. Yeah. But how much did you spend? Right. So that's I my whole that. thing. If, you're not, if you don't hit for the $2 million outright or something like that, then it's like, yeah, I mean, you play enough just odds-wise, you're going you're gonna to hit for gonna something. Yeah, well, I'm going to just keep playing it. Yeah. I've been playing. See, that's my thing about lump sums. Like, you don't notice the 20 being gone every day. Right. But you notice when you get, when you get nine grand. Right. But I, I don't, I don't, I haven't been playing the, only time I play the Mega Million is when it's up. Pop, crazy. The pop's when crazy. it's going in the news, I'll do it. But mm-hmm. I've been playing the, um, cat. what is it called? It's called a Cash for Life, mm-hmm. which is, you know, if you get the right numbers, you win, I think it's. Cash um, for Life? It's Cash for Life, but it's like. Six thousand a week? No, it's a thousand a week or something like that. For the rest of your it's life, a thousand a day. If you get all five numbers, it's a thousand a day. For the rest of your life? For the rest of your life. 
And if you get there if you get, if you get four of, numbers, this, this, if you get four out of the five numbers, you get like a th- you get like a thousand a week or something like that for the rest of your life. For the rest of your life, but you can take it in like a, a huge lump sum, uh huh. Or you can really get the thousand a week. Really can get it thousand a thousand a day a week. I would a thousand a day is crazy. If you get all five numbers, you get thousand a day. If you get five five four of the five numbers, you get a thousand a week. Shit, I'm actually fifty two thousand a year. Look, man. I've been playing that because I'm like, I feel like I have a better chance to win this than the Mega. No, Mello. but why? Why do you feel that? I don't know. Because, because <laughs> it's listen, all random. I get it's it. Not- I get it. But the Mega Million is Tuesdays and Fridays. Yes. Cash this for is Life every is day. every day. <laughs> every day. You sound like an addict. I, man. <laughs> I don't play it every day, though. Okay. I do like three days. I do two days a week. No, I do, oh, you no, still no, do no, the same? Okay. So it's like, it's like $4. Okay. That's not, that's not hurting that's not my bad. pockets. Do you if you spend more money, do you have better odds? Like I don't understand. Is it only no. it just costs four dollars? It's just it's two dollars. Can you spend so more I get than two tickets? Yeah, you can buy as many tickets as you want. Oh, you, it's two dollars a ticket. ticket. Oh, okay, ticket. it's a yeah. ticket amount. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay. So it's two dollars okay. right. tickets. I do. I'll get two, and then if I don't, then I'll well, I respect it, man. See, that's my thing is I've been fortunate enough. And I don't think you do either. I think you're just really doing something that you are having fun doing at the moment. I don't yeah. have an addictive personality. I think it's fun. So I find myself thankful for that. Like, like you know, it's not an itch. I'm not like that's oh, what man, I'm saying. That's what I'm no. saying. That's always my concern with any of these vices. No. No, no, no. I've been fortunate enough. I've tried a myriad of drugs. Uh, when I get drunk, sometimes I'll be out at a bar with a friend. I might smoke a cigarette or two. Mm-hmm. But then the next day, I don't have an urge to smoke cigarettes. In my house or something like yeah. that, or at any at any point, like yeah, I'm yeah. not addicted. I don't get it. I don't have an addictive personality in that way, and I'm thankful because it's so easy to get into a routine with gambling, and you know it starts off with the scratch offs with some people. Scratch offs, then you do the daily thing, then you're playing online poker. Next thing you know, your house is the mortgage has been. You pulled the mortgage out yeah. and you put it all on I on just, red. I just and think that's movie type shit. Huh? No, it's not. I know, it but I'm just every day. I, I know, but I just I I feel like this that only happens in movies. No, as a matter of fact, when they built the Horseshoe Casino here in Baltimore, Maryland, yeah. they have put since in the years that they've been doing that every day. They they had to make those commercials saying like, "Hey, man, don't don't put your the uh, rent money up to go to the casino." Yeah, because people do that. Yeah, people I mean, go, "I think I can turn this five into 10. Yeah, and then you lose the five, and you people commit suicide. Yeah. I think that goes for both of us because we both did. Uh, we both were doing DraftKings for a little bit. We were doing fantasy football, and for that was it. like every Sunday. Then like mm-hmm. it was like, all right, well, yeah, I'm over. <laughs> Well, I see. Here's my thing, and I, I won a thousand dollars, and I was like, "I'm, I'm yeah, done. I come pretty close." Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing, I fall, I fell into that delusion too, because the same thing with fantasy, fantasy football. You go, well, this isn't numbers. Like, I can do some studying. I can find out about these people and stuff. Yeah. But it's like it's still an odds game, it is. yeah, because only like three people win money. So even if you did all the studying in the world, it could be some dude that nobody knew who he was yep. gets four touchdowns, and then that person, you know, it, it, you could think it's better odds than playing with numbers and stuff, but yeah. it's still like. A luck of the draw type of situation. It is. You know, you could knowledge your way into winning some money if you play more games, but just being like, oh, I'm, I know football so well. I'm going to play one fantasy football day, like one league in, yeah. one, in one of those DraftKings things and just do one game and do my best lineup. Like, no, you got to do at least like 10 lineups yeah, yeah. to win something. Yeah, I get that. It's and just, most people don't win the millions. Right. It's just the $1,000 a day. No, that's a listen. It's very that's nice. a lucrative. That's a <laughs> I'm lucrative. Like, man, if I get that, that's a lucrative, lucrative prospect, man. Yeah. That's I mean, that's what that's what gets that's me some extra scratch. You know, yeah, yeah, fifty two thousand yeah. dollars a year just yeah, free. Man. But you know, only a chosen few will win that reward. You know what I mean? Yeah. It could be you. You play it. You have a better. I will tell you like this. You have a better chance of winning it than I do. Because I play, you don't. Yeah. So you got huh? that going for you. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. Or won't you just buy a ticket and you give it to me? 
buy like one ticket a month. Interesting a week, concept. And then you, and then you like, and what, hey, we man, split it or what's the sure if you want? If I want, <laughs> if I buy the ticket that wins and I've been giving the tickets to you, if I want to split the yeah, of course, oh <laughs> yeah, give my money. <laughs> I don't want to do that. That's a bad deal. Uh, really quickly, the only thing I really had to touch on is a lot of people sent us this. I don't know if you got it, but I got a lot of um, messages to the affirmative murder socials and everything. There's like a suspected serial killer in California, like the Bay Area. Um, they believe that like six victims or something are mm. attributed to this person. He's just kind of floating around. They haven't really, you know, found him yet, but they they've been ballistics ballistics evidence and things like that of uh and on um, surveillance footage on the streets have kind of caught footage of this man walking around the streets and they think he's responsible for killing a few people so oh, they've been putting out a warning that there is a serial killer probably in the streets of stockton in stockton california not the bay area okay. so in stockton california but yeah it's really wild I, uh you know coming off of the Dahmer thing it's they had some example, or they they posed some theories that a lot of people have had about why there were so many serial killers in the seventies, mm -hmm. and but you know I think that we're in this new this new wave of the same things that they attributed to why there were possibly as a rise in serial killers in the seventies. I think we're in a new age of that now. I got an actual question. Mm -hmm. Go for it. Nah, and correct me if I'm wrong. If I used if wrong language or whatever, right? I will. I might not be able to do it, but right. we'll see what happens. So listen. Mm -hmm. Now you. you you bring up that there's possibly a serial killer right now in this modern modern age, right yeah, now. Yes, mm -hmm. but it's cam. We have cameras everywhere. Cameras everywhere. They have foot grainy footage of this person. Footage of this person, right? A suspect. Yeah. Years ago, decades years ago, when there were serial killers around, there wasn't street cameras. No. And I think a lot with a lot of people that that's into true crime that would listen to it, it's you're a fan of it and it's exciting. There's some type of yeah arousing Follow. arousing feeling. You mean it. today? Today, because you follow right? it, because you can follow. It. But mm -hmm. also, it's like, but I feel like, bef you know, years ago when sure. there was a serial killer, you, we didn't know until they caught him, studied him, and then you exactly. read a book about it. You know. Exactly. But I feel like now, or even like in the Richard Ramirez case, like people were dying, but you're following along with it through newspapers. Exactly. But it's yeah. like, but it's like after like five, or, you know, five or six bodies have turned. Yes. Like, oh, yes, yes. there's now it's like two bodies show up, and it's like. You can have they have footage footage now of this mm -hmm. person walking around as like oh this possibly could be him. Yes, I don't know what word to use to kind of explain what I want to say because it's feel like if there's serial killer now, I feel mm -hmm. like that can't be serial killers now because we have footage. You can they see you can see so much. There's a lot more cameras these days, but there's right. still you know there's there's pockets and cuts and especially in low income neighborhoods there aren't as many cameras. But you, you know, think or, they can last as long as they did years ago? Hmm. I think that's what I'm trying. I think that's the point I'm trying to make. Okay, that's a good question. I would say no, but uh, we have seen evidence to the contrary. I mean, there have been serial killers discovered in the last 10, 15, 20 years with the you know advent of cameras and everything like that. There have still been serial killers found in this kind of century, in this time, the modern era yeah. of technology. That guy, that don't fuck with cats, guys. I mean, he was. You know, 2011, something yeah. like that. You know, he didn't kill a bunch of people, but he did some really gruesome shit. Right. And he was filming himself. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it's almost like. But do you I think, get what you're saying. Like, can one somebody exist for 30 years right. do, starting in 2011? Exactly. But do you think can it can it go unsolved? Like, uh, I'm talking about a legit prolific serial killer go unsolved now. And Start like starting like yes. he started in the last 10 years. Yes. I want to say no. 
I think it's almost impossible today yeah. to be a person. Which born, is a good thing, by the way. Yes, people. absolutely. I know it's absolutely. Yeah. I, I understand what you're, I understand what you're saying. I think it's almost impossible. It's rare. You meet people that say it, but they don't really mean it. To be born after 1990 and have no desire for a social media footprint. Mm -hmm. Like, nothing. I understand people go, I'm not on Instagram, whatever. But to just be a complete ghost is rare. Now, those people do exist, and those are people that have a better shot at what you're describing. Mm -hmm. But most people today want to share their thoughts, what they ate, a song. Like, you're going to have some kind of social media footprint. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to be like, a recluse in society today. Even if you don't like going out in public and stuff, a camera on the street's going to catch you. Like, there's just so many... Right. Like, the idea that you could go 20 years as a ghost in today's society, I don't I don't really... I don't know. I don't believe that it's possible. You know? I agree. So, I would say no. But I think that that's foolish to say that because then that turns off our brains to looking for signs of it. So, yeah. you know, you always want to be vigilant and keep an eye out for red flags and clues and things like that. So I guess you don't want to just say it's impossible to be a serial killer who just is, you know, wandering the streets for decades and not getting caught. Cause they could, it could be one, it could be happening right now. Yeah. You know, so, but I get what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, yeah. In 1974, there weren't cameras everywhere. There wasn't social media. Uh, there weren't f camera phones that could just catch somebody. Yeah. You know, you see somebody. You really didn't even you didn't have to have a disguise really that much. Back in those times, really, probably, yeah. If I could just sunglasses and yeah, 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 and then just drive to a different neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, very true. So, but for anybody in the Stockton area who listens to the podcast or the California area, you live close to Stockton. Be safe out there, please. Yes, absolutely. But um, no shout outs this week. So what we're gonna, Whoa. yeah. Well, hey man, listen, <laughs> you know, people, people, you know, you support us, support us how you can. Yeah. Even if that's just listening to the regular podcast, we support we we appreciate the extra support and you know get get to us when you can. But what I will say is, every year this train's rolling, bro. Yeah, I don't mean toot on horns, but this train's rolling. And as the train continues to roll, oh, the content is about to, is about to be pumping. The content is about to be pumping. But aside from that, do you want to be a fan of Bad Bunny in twenty twenty two? Like, do you want to just get on the train? In 2022, don't you want to get on the train as the ascension is happening so you don't look like a poser? So what I, I say that to say this, listen, the Patreon is about to be jumping crazy. And don't you want to get over there and get yourself acclimated and get your toes wet? You know, you know, when you, you go, you find a nice new pool. You know, you don't just dive in the pool. You slow roll it. Get in there and take your time in there. Yeah. And then that's when, how I almost drowned. I just I, went right I, for I, it. I did my toe. I just went on. Head first. Now imagine somebody jumping in the pool of the of the Patreon in February of 2023 when it's jumping crazy. Yeah. And they get shell-shocked with all the content. You get just overwhelmed. Yeah. So you need to get in there early, get your toes wet, get then get your waist wet, get you know, and dip yourself in there slowly. Well, drowning the content is a good thing. No, it's not. <laughs> Speaking from experience, no, it's not. It's I'm not. currently drowning in content. I started like seven shows, haven't finished one, any of them. I jumped from one, you know, I'm, I'm vacillating between shows. And That's then exciting I, though, right? No, because you never not. finish anything and then you forget the other one that you really liked, but you just, when you're dr drowning in content isn't fun. Yeah, it is. Who drowning, the hell are drowning. you to say that? You, what do you even watch? Drowning. What do you mean? You don't watch anything. Drowning. When have you ever drowned in content? No, I didn't say me. It's too much for me. Exactly. So what do you mean it's fun? You <laughs> don't even do it. I put it at time just like you, no, drowning no, content. I, I'm speaking for me. I guess I can't speak for everyone, neither can you. But for me personally, drowning in content is not fun. 
When I get backed up this on podcasts that I like. This pitch. You're supposed to be on. Well, you ruined it with you're the thing that I just don't agree with. You said something I don't agree with. You're supposed to be on my back, man. You're supposed to be like, I don't agree okay, with exactly. that. Come in, drowning in content. You, should, you, should, me. you ruined the you whole You should thing. all be drowning in this content. Never Forget everything I've been saying for the last two yeah. minutes. Drown in this content. Get on it whenever. Yes. So, yeah, fuck everything I've been saying for the last two minutes. Come right in in February. Just jump right in. Dive right in. Dive right in. Get on it later. Don't even worry you about need, those. You don't need swim lessons. Just yeah, just dive. Just dive right in. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Yeah. So dive right in. Get on. Get to it whenever. Whatever. No big deal. Get to it. Pe- what? I don't know, my fingers. My fingers have been twitching. Uh. Anyway, what we're gonna do is we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna get into some fucked up shit. So stick around. All right, and we are back. Fran, this week I got a quick uh, wrongful conviction story for you. I'd like to, again, um, I'm still in the process of trying to figure out how we can best serve this market, for lack of better words. Um, I would like to be able to extend our platform for people who have been exonerated or are currently awaiting a new trial and have evidence of a wrongful conviction that are still waiting to be free. I have some people that are working in that space that I can reach out to, to guide us properly. But I just feel like there's more that we can be doing with our platform. So in the meantime, until we can find a way to properly help in that regard, I will say, please, you know, whenever you're, if you're a member of our Patreon and you feel like, you know, you love us so much and you want to donate more or something like that, or you just are looking for a way to support some of the things that we speak about, make a, don- a donation to the innocence project. Um, they do fantastic work. It's necessary work. They're changing lives every day. And there's still thousands of other stories that have not been made right. So they need the funding and they need all the help that they can get. And even just speaking about them helps, but you know, a dollar or two helps as well. Now, Fran, my story this week is the story of Henry McCollum and Leon Brown. Okay. Okay. So Henry McCollum lived in New Jersey, but it moved to rural North Carolina to spend time with his mother and his younger brother, Leon, meaning Leon Brown. So they different fathers. Um, It was in the autumn of 1983 when Henry was 19 and Leon was 15. Henry had been in Robinson County for a few weeks when the body of 11 year old Sabrina Bowie was discovered in a soybean field just a short distance away from his mother's home. The little girl had been raped and suffocated. Mm. Police in the tiny town of Red Springs began interviewing local residents searching for suspects. One police officer came across a high school student who repeated a a rumor that she'd heard at school that said that Henry McCollum, a teen from out of town, seemed suspicious and might have been involved in the crime. So right now, all we know about Henry is that he's from New York and he's in town visiting his mom. He's 19 years old and some kids from the high school thinks he looked suspicious and pointed fingers at him being responsible for this 11-year-old's murder. So he, he's he been hanging out with somebody that goes to the school? His brother. His brother. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, to my knowledge, at least anyway, he's been hanging out with his younger brother. Okay. But I have some more information on how he could have been seeming, suspicious is a, is a terrible word to use, but like why he might have stood out mm-hmm. as a 19-year-old to people, especially one from being out of town, but for other reasons as well, which I'll get into. So Henry had intellectual disability, intellectual disabilities, as did his brother. Mm-hmm. I believe that uh, Henry had an IQ of 51 and his brother had an IQ of like 49 or 55. They were close, which is low. I'm not really sure what that is on the scale. I believe that's mental retardation, but I'm not really sure. Um, but it's, it's a low IQ. And it's, it, it, uh, it, 
it counts as a you're meant you have a mental disability. Really? Yeah. An IQ below I think it's below seventy. If you have an IQ below seventy, you are mentally impaired in some kind of way. So he's nineteen, but he's a little slower. If that's I don't know if that's offensive, but you know he functions a little different than different than other people. So people, so he's from out of town. He's nineteen, so he probably looks a little older. But he's hanging out with his fifteen year old brother, mm-hmm. and people probably notice that he might, he might be a little stunted or a little immature. Can you take an IQ test? I mean, can you like take a like a like one online? Yeah, you can. Mm-hmm. But the thing about IQ tests is it's not like an SAT test. You know, like it's it's. I think if if it it tests your ability to think quickly, I think I feel like it's timed like a proper IQ test. I believe I could be wrong, but I don't think it's just like how much math do you know? Have you taken one before? Mm-mm. How about we both take one? I'm game, and we see who has a higher IQ yeah. or just what our <laughs> IQs are. <laughs> what if my IQ is like super high? You might be, yo, bro. I'm saying that <laughs> because it's not. I don't think it's like as simple as yeah, remembering yeah, yeah, yeah. remembering yeah, things yeah. or geography. It, that stuff is probably a part of it, yeah. but it's probably the way it's worded and stuff like that is more so. We take like, one now. I'm down. That'd be fun. I'll find a proper. If to anybody else, take a little side break from the story. To anybody out there, if you have any links to like an official IQ test, like the one the government uses or the one I don't know, whoever whoever yeah, the proper yeah. psychologists use to find somebody's IQ, send those send those our way. I'd love to I'd love to take those uh, take an IQ test. We'll read them live on air. We'll read the yeah. results live on air. Um, so like I said, Henry had intellectual disabilities, which may have been why the other teens felt he behaved strangely. Okay. When officers showed up at his mother's house, Henry went to the police station voluntarily. Terrible idea. Why would he do that? It's 1983. People don't know. But now it's 2022. We have hindsight. And so I want to always yell from this platform. Do not speak to the police without representation. Right. Do not let your children speak to the police without representation. I don't care how innocent you think you are. Why help them? make you look like a suspect. Yeah. Speak to them with representation present. If you are a minor, do not say anything until you call your parents and they are there. You shut the hell up until we get a lawyer here and the lawyer, you tell the lawyer what's going on and let them fight your battle. Yeah. Don't go, don't go like, we're going to handle this right now. I'm your parent. Tell them everything. Cause you might implicate yourself because you're a child and you don't know how to tell a story the right way. And you might say something that you'll regret later. So don't speak to police without representation present. But anyway, Henry went down to the police station voluntarily. Also, keep in mind, like I said, Henry is mentally impaired in some kind of way. You know, he's, he's, he has a low IQ and it affects his ability to function. So even if this is his decision, he's above 18, somebody should have helped him. This shouldn't have been a decision he made on his own to go to a police station voluntarily by himself. So it was in the evening time and a group of law enforcement officers kept him in the interrogation room until late in the night, demanding that Henry tell them everything that he knew about the crime promising him that if they gave him the facts about the crime, that he would be allowed to go home. But again, when you're your home, a, yeah, your new prison cell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, 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 what, that's what you mean. <laughs> that's, that's what, what we mean. meant. We meant home like here. You're going to stay here to your new home. So I guess they don't, that's in the fine print. But anyway, after four and a half hours of questioning, Henry broke. Damn. Yeah. But this is four and a half hours of questioning after being held in there for a few hours too. So he's been in there all, like all night. Yeah, ass hurting chair, back hurting. Yeah, you know hungry. it's not. A, you know it's not a comfortable chair. Cold. By this, oh, all of those things. Anytime I watch First Forty Eight, they like have their arms inside their shirt. Yeah, they're cold in there. Cold as shit. And the chairs by design are definitely hard. Hurt your ass and your tailbone. Cheeks all sore. Yeah, falling asleep. He told the officers a, a story filled with details that they'd given him about rape and murder that he had nothing to do with. The officers wrote up a grisly confession, and Henry 
who could barely comprehend the written words on the document, signed it. And then he asked, can I go home? He had no idea that he wouldn't be going home for more than three decades. Damn. 19 years old. Signed a confession that he couldn't read. What level of education did he have? Is that, is that in the- I don't know, but he's 19. His mom lives in North Carolina. He's coming up from New York. He might have been. He might have dropped out. He might have never gone to school. I mean, who knows? You know, he 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 had a low IQ. He might school might not have been set up for people like him to succeed, and he might have just stopped going. Set that man up, man. To all this shit, was like, can I go home? Yeah. Uh, I think about Brendan Dassey every time I hear about stories of people with low IQs and being manipulated by people, and it's because the you know everybody's brain functions in different ways. Yeah. But somebody who's a little bit mentally impaired. It's so easy for them that they could tell you the truth of their words, but then you could throw in a couple of, do you mean this? Or I think you mean this. And they might immediately flip what they think, what they said confidently, but they're more vulnerable to suggestion and, you know, manipulation of their thoughts where you go, I think you meant it was Tuesday and it was nighttime. They go, yeah, that is, that is what I meant, I guess, you know, because to them it's like, I want to tell them what they want to hear yes. so I can get what I want. Yes. So as Henry invented the details of the rape because he didn't know anything about what was happening, he added other characters to the scene to share responsibility to the awful crime. So is he... So he does have information. No. He's, made, he's just making all made it up. up. He's just making it up. Damn. Because he's like, once I tell them... Like you said, once I tell them... Once I get the right combination, it's like a Rubik's Cube. Once I say the right combinations of things, they're going to let me go home. Yeah. So once I tell them a story that they go, good, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And then who and this and boom and this and that. And then you guys killed her and da da da. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so fucked up. Then you can go home. So fucked up to, you know, to have a teen, a young, whatever, in your teenage, teenager in, in, the, in the room to be like, you're going to persuade him to, to say what we want him to say because mm-hmm. he thinks we're going to let him go home. Yeah. Even though they know that he doesn't know anything mm-hmm. or he has some type of mental disability. Yes. I don't know if they know that or not. Yeah. That's fucked up. Man. I would, I, I tend to give detectives, let me try to phrase this properly. I tend to give detectives the benefit of the doubt that they genuinely are trying to solve a crime and not necessarily trying to pin it on somebody that they think is innocent. So what they might not be able to, they might think this person is guilty and know that they can't outright prove that it was him without using some of the tactics that they've learned, tricks, manipulations. There's, there's more, there's worse words what to use. What percentage, though, do you think? Do you think it's like 70-30? That's, like, that's a hard question to answer because you're asking me what percentage of, of, of dete- what percentage of crimes solved by detectives in interrogation rooms do I think they go, I know this person's innocent, but, but we, we want to get what this solved. What do you think? What do you think? What is the question you can, What do I think what? What do you think? How, how many, many? What percentage do I think they know is that the person's innocent? Yes, and they're still trying yes. to pin it on them anyway. Yes. I'm talking about just oh. you personally. Just it, it, there's no right or wrong answer. What do you think? Thirty five percent, because that's just such a blatant, blatantly evil thing that I'm saying. I don't. I, I just have too much faith in humanity that, that I couldn't say fifty percent of detective investigations are like we know this isn't the guy, but like. <laughs> I'm trying to get home, so let's pin it on him. Humanity is hilarious. (laughs) Come on, man. Don't be like, come on. You can't be jaded like that, bro. Come on, bro. We got to. Come on, bro. You got to have some. (laughs) Tickled. He's really. really, He's cracking. (laughs) I have faith in humanity, bro. I got some faith left, man. I know. This world is going to shit, man. I, I, I just don't think that. 
No, man, I, I can't. I can't. I what think percentage? It's high, I think it's higher than that. What? I think. 60-40? Yeah, man. 60, you think 60-40, and 60 is... Yeah, I don't know. And what this time? And what and what and what time we what time period are we talking? This about? This is 1983, but today. Today? Yeah, it's definitely lower than that. It's gone down. I just think because it's so much cameras coverage. And, it's just yeah, you're harder to yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's, harder. It's, to, it's hard to get away with to that. bury things. Yeah. So you say it's lower now? I think it's lower. I think it's actually lower than what you think. Thirty? You think it's lower think than thirty-five percent? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know about that. I'm I'm gonna stay. If this was Price is Right, I'm gonna stay at thirty-five percent. But my point is, I just want to make people make sure people are clear. What we're yeah. saying is like. My what I'm saying is I'm not saying you find out later on that you might have built a case on some shaky foundation, but then you want to stick because that's what happens a lot. Yeah, we want to stick to our conviction. We're not going to say we got it wrong because that makes us look bad. Also, race plays a huge part. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I know people. There's some controversy about Dahmer, but they touched on that well. And we've seen it touched on in a lot of things too, where uh, you come before a judge and Jeffrey Dahmer goes before a judge and they go, you know, I know you did this thing, but like you look like my son, like. You have a future ahead of you. You know, I think that you have a chance. Like things, things that just don't happen. To I had people. to pause the show, man. I, I, yeah, that part. When you really can, and that's and and that is why that is why I know people. You know, we, I see a lot of trolls and and, and and incels and shit on the internet that like make fun of or 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 down, you know, downplay diversity. But that's why diversity is important. That's why it is important for kids to know they can grow up and be a judge or grow up and be a police officer yeah. or whatever. Because when you when, pe- when faces that look like you are in positions of power, you get situations like that. Yeah. And I'm not saying that that is necessarily good, that there is a not a across-the-board react Like, the, but the fact that judges have discretion, as opposed to, like, you did a crime, the punishment for that crime is five years, and that's the book. But that's right. not how the law works. The judge can go, ah, you look like a nice kid. But who they think looks like a nice kid, or a kid, or an adult, or whatever, or you look like trouble... That's up to their discretion as well. But if you see your grandson or your own son or your daughter or your nephew in that kid in front of you, you're more likely to use that discretion in a positive way. So that's why diversity is important. Because if the criminal justice system is skewing and attacking impoverished black and brown neighborhoods, but most of the judges that oversee these cases aren't black and brown people, then you're not going to get situations where they go, I'm looking at your, you know, your, your, uh, your, your, your record. You don't have any violent crimes. You got in a fight at a bar because somebody said something about your mom or hit you first or whatever, and you you beat them up pretty good, but I think that you were just, you're troubled. I, I'm going to give you another shot, as opposed to like, this guy's a monster, he broke this guy's jaw, mm-hmm. Never you should never see the light of day again. I think that when you see yourself in people, as we saw, you know, played out, you know, you know theatrically in Dahmer, obviously, but like, that happens. That happened to the Brock Turner kid, who was sexually assaulting a woman behind a dumpster. And the, and the judge goes, well, you're on the swim team. Like, I'm not going to ruin your life. You look like my son. You know, so we don't, you know, that needs to be happening either less and we just go by the books across the board, which I'm more of a fan of. Me too. If you did a crime, it's, it's three years, three years. All that like, eh, well. There shouldn't be any biases. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But if, there, but if, if we can't stop that, because I don't think we can, because that's what a judge is for, that they're meant to oversee and use their discretion as see fit but if we can't so we can't stop judges from being able to use their discretion there needs to be more diversity in these courtrooms so that a 15 year old black boy isn't looked at like a man and like you can't ever make a mistake we're going to give you the maximum penalty because i just see you as a bad apple so anyway 
Sorry to go off on a little bit of a tangent there. So before we got before we got our track, I was saying how Henry was giving them information, but it was he was just making it up because he wasn't there and he didn't know. But he was trying to paint a story that they would like, mm-hmm. so that they would let him go home. So he started adding characters into the scene that were sharing responsibility for the crime. So he was like making more people involved because he didn't want to. He didn't do it, so he didn't want it to be just him. You're trying to save yourself a little bit, I feel like, is what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, I was there, but I didn't do it. Even though he wasn't there and he didn't do it. But he's like, you guys want me to say I, I was involved. So, like, I didn't kill the, the girl, but I was there. This person did it. So he starts doing that. And he said that his brother, Leon, had been there with him along with two friends. By coincidence, Leon and his mother were already at the police station. They'd come to wait for Henry. So his brother's already in the, lo- in the waiting area of, of the police station, and now Henry just implicated him in the crime as well. Damn. So they can go right now in the lobby and arrest him in front of his mom. Yeah. So the police pulled Leon into another interrogation room and extracted a confession from him too while their mother was in the waiting room as well. They got both her sons in different, wait- in different, confessional, um, different uh, interrogation rooms confessing to crimes that they were not a part of, and she couldn't do anything because she probably mm-hmm. didn't know to... Don't you can't take my 50. He's 15, Leon. You can't take my 15 year old son into an interrogation room without me there and force a confession out of him. Now, her 19 year old son, he's He's an an adult. adult. Yeah. So they can interrogate him without her present, I believe. But I don't know where mental capacity comes into play there. She doesn't know that she could probably go. He's mentally impaired. You can't you even if he is 18, you can't interview him or interrogate him without a lawyer present. It's it's illegal. I bet it is. I have to imagine it must be. So anyway, they pulled Leon into another room, extracted a confession out of him. Leon, who, and I was wrong, Leon, who was more profoundly disabled than Henry. Damn. Oh, so his IQ was lower. His IQ was lower than than Henry's. At 15 years, and he was 15. He was a minor with a lower IQ than his brothers who who had a low IQ. Mm -hmm. So he could not even read the document he signed just a half hour after Henry's confession. So they, Henry confesses, implicates implicates his brother. They go out in the lobby. They pull his brother into another room. And within 30 minutes of his brother implicating him in the crime, he signs, Leon signs something that he can't read as well. It, he wouldn't, They didn't even have him sweat it out. They got him to but sign they can it. Just tell them, they can just tell him what... They can tell him your brother told us everything. Oh, okay. So I, you might as well, I you're thought, going to jail anyway, you might as well go ahead and sign this and you'll get less time. I thought they can just lie. Like the detectives can go... This document says this. So just they sign. can. They might have. They Start, can do so that. You can go home. You just fucking sign it. Yeah. Just say. Just sign this saying, um, "I was there, but I didn't do anything wrong." And you know, you and you can go home. We just need it for the records. They might have lied. They could have absolutely lied. I don't know. And his confession conflicted in significant ways with Henry's account because they're just making everything up. Yeah. But both parties confessed to. Two other boys being there to the police, and they later de- the police later determined that they could not have possibly been present. But this was later. Yeah. So basically, they said it was four of us, and then later on, police were like, it, "There's no way that those two boys that they also said could have been there. It just is not possible because they were making it up." Aside from that, those two confessions, coerced and conflicting, and just outright being false became the evidence that the prosecutors would use to send two innocent, poor, black, disabled teenagers to death row. Damn. So what about, I thought they said they added two more people. They implicated two more people oh. in, their, in their confession, but just through 
a small bit of investigation when you go, you know, these if these people have alibis, if they were out of town, mm-hmm. if there is no evidence to four people being at the scene, you go, well, then that part isn't true, but the other stuff that they said is true. And that's the part that's fucked up is that- They can pick and choose. They can pick and choose. It's like, oh, this part's false, but this part is true that they said. And it's like, no, that's like, it's clear here. We, we have clear- coercion if they're just making up the facts of the of the scene then how can not everything be put up to scrutiny so henry and leon quickly retracted their confessions but it was too late in 1984 a jury sentenced both of them to death Mm. in 1991 they won a new trial and leon was resentenced to life in prison so he got taken out death row leon's the younger brother however henry was again sentenced to death his confession was once again the key piece of evidence and just about the only piece of evidence also. It was his confession. That was it. And they tried him again and he was found guilty and put on death row again solely off of his confession. Wow. And his confession involved his brother. So I don't even know how they were able to... What year was this? 1983 was the year that the crime happened. 1991 was when they got uh, the opportunity to get a retrial. That's crazy. They spent... That's when Dama was caught, right? He's caught in 91, I think. Something like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. But they spent about eight years in prison before they got a chance to go before a judge and get a resentence. And, and only one of them did. That. And only one of them did. Leon got his sentence reduced to life in prison. So, like I said, Henry once again got found guilty and sentenced to death once again. Mm. During his years on death row, Henry's case became not- notorious with the with the U.S. Supreme Court uh, Justice Anthony Scalia, who you know he has some notoriety in public if you're into politics where he noted the, the brutality of Henry's crime as a reason to support capital punishment. So Anthony Scalia was publicly condemning Henry McCollum and saying people like Henry McCollum is the reason that you should support the death penalty. People like him shouldn't be alive. They're evil, and evil like that should be put to death. During North Carolina legislative elections in 2010, Henry's face showed up on political flyers as an, as an example of a brutal rapist and child killer who deserved to be executed. So they were using this guy as fodder to get votes from people who were heavily conservative and believed in capital punishment. And so they were putting his face on flyers saying like, rapist, child killer. To rile people up? To rile people up. Well, to rile people up to rile people up to vote for oh, this guy yeah. who is pro-death penalty. Yeah. And he's saying like, I would kill people like this is basically what he's saying. So vote for me. Shit. Yes. Uh, you could do that now, too. So. What do you mean? Say shit like that. Oh, man. No, listen. One thing about 45, he changed the whole <laughs> landscape. I'm so I'm so excited, in a way, for the next run of political like campaigns and stuff for president, because it's going to be a bunch of like roasts. And then be like, man, look at his shoes. Like, there's no more going up there and being like, I'm, a just, professional? A, I'm just a boy from a small town, and I want to change the country for the better, and I hope you vote for me. That's my family over there, and that's our dog. Now it's going to be like, man, this dude is going to be Def Jam music playing. Man, look at his shoes, man. His ugly ass shoes. You going to vote for this lame ass over here, man? Shucky ducky quack quack. <sighs> Crowd's going crazy laughing and shit. It's going to be crazy, bro. He turned no shit into a circus. Nobody else, nobody's ever going to come out and just be like, I'd like to lower taxes. Don't you like my winning smile? Don't I look like a guy that you would have a beer with? It's going to be like a bunch of just like, man, you see that lady over there? Man, she's ugly, right? Am I right, people? Y'all want an ugly president or a woman? Ugh. Like, it's gonna be, it's just, it's like that's, that's what the elections are now. It's going to be crazy. And he's like, man, shut up. Like, he was just doing shit. He was different. <laughs> he was just doing that shit like different. that, bro. But that's how it is. That's 
how people think you need to be now to get elected. So I'm very excited to see people go up there and be like, man, shut up. Like, yeah. it's, it's how it's going to be. Is anybody else falling asleep with this guy talking? Am I right, folks? Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Get the crowd riled up. Yeah. You know, it's it's going to be crazy. You don't even need to have a moderator at the next, like, presidential debates. So anyway, Henry would continue to proclaim his innocence to anyone who would listen. And I hope there were people that were there to listen, but if, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there weren't many people that were there to listen. Yeah. So finally, Leon wrote to the North Carolina Innocence Commission, a state agency that agreed to investigate the case. What they uncovered was shocking. Investigators knew that at the time, fingerprints found at the scene did not match Henry or Leon, but they never compared the fingerprints to other possible suspects. So he knew they didn't match them, but they didn't even try to find another suspect. They wanted these two to be the suspects. So they had yeah, fingerprint evidence that didn't match them. And then just like, well, don't worry about that. We have the confessions. Just kind of tuck that fingerprint stuff away somewhere yeah. and don't bring it up. Just a few weeks after Sabrina Bowie's killing, another young woman was raped and murdered in Red Springs named Joanna Brockman, who was 18. She had also been raped and asphyxiated and left in a field. The culprit was a, name, uh, was a man named Roscoe Artis, who had a long record of serious assault against women, and Artis lived next to the field where Sabrina's body was found. Yet he had never been investigated as a suspect in her death. The Innocence Commission staff unearthed items that had been left by Sabrina's body, which included clothing, beer cans, and cigarette butts, all of which have DNA on them. Wow. And conducted modern DNA testing, they found no DNA belonging to Henry and Leon, but on one cigarette butt, they found a perfect match with Roscoe Artis. So there was a suspect there all along. There was another murder a week later, and this guy was caught for that murder. Was they, he? Yeah. They caught him for killing the 18-year-old young lady. So they had a guy in custody who had a long record of violence against women who had just killed an 18-year-old girl and left her in the field, and they didn't go, let's go ahead and try to connect the dots on that yeah maybe he's a suspect in this like, well, we already got our two suspects move on so anyway based on the commission's overwhelming evidence of innocence the brothers were released from prison in 2014 in 2015 the then governor pat mccroy granted the brothers a full pardon of innocence and also that year the u.s supreme court justice stephen Breyer cited their case as a reason to outlaw the death penalty um, so, uh, as of today, Henry is rebuilding his life with the help of his family. Good. And Leon, whose severe disabilities were compounded by the trauma of, of prison, is living in an institution. Damn. They ruined this that's man. The little, that's the younger one, right? The younger brother. They broke him, bro. He was hanging on by a thread. He was a guy. He was 15 years old. You know, probably needed the assistance of his family, his mom and stuff. And they threw this man into the system. And it broke him. And by the time he got out of prison, he could no longer function in society in any capacity. And he's living in an institution. But in 2022, Henry, along with his brother, at least on file for the for the lawsuit, they sued the city that they um, or the state for seventy five million dollars. Yeah, but the brother North Carolina, North Carolina had to shell out seventy five million dollars to these two gentlemen. But his brother is irreparably damaged. Yeah. But like I said, that was the story of Henry Henry McCollum and Leon Brown. They were both, as of 2014, free, although Leon Brown is, last I checked, institutionalized. And uh, they sued the, the, the state of North Carolina for $75 million, and the state settled in 2022. So 
um, parade. I don't know. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to get into some fucked up shit from Fran. So stick around. Welcome back. It's my turn to go. My affirmative murder this week is about the story of Robert Nixon, mm-hmm. a.k.a. the brick moron. I'm sorry? Yeah, man. A.k.a. the slow-witted colored youth, a.k.a. the colored moron. These are not his... <laughs> These are not his AKAs. He didn't go by this in the streets. That's what the, the media called him. The brick moron? The brick. Hey, man, f- but look. First of all, I think it's highly insulting. To call somebody a moron? It's the names they give him, man. Brick moron and, and yes. you, I think it's highly insulting. Of course. It's that's, cruel, not, that's not a hot take. And it's, it's racist. Sure. I, think it's, I don't think it's necessary. That's progressive of you, man. I think it's necessary. This guy is a person who's killed people, though? I didn't. Hey, I said. I just asked, I, I just asked a question, man. I just asked a question. I just asked a question. I'm just saying. Okay. I, I, I'm not saying he's shouldn't call people a moron. shouldn't call people a moron. I don't think you should. Well, I mean, if you are, be fair. Call, white Call everybody a moron. Everybody a moron. Okay, gotcha. Why has, why has to be, be a ec- colored Be equitable. Moron. Be equitable with your morons. Exactly. Okay, gotcha. Don't, don't discriminate. Don't discriminate. So Robert Nixon was born July in July 1919 in Tulua, Louisiana. Mm. So on April 4th, 1937, Edna Warden, age 48, her 12-year-old daughter, Margaret Estelle, uh, who was in ju- who was a junior high school student mm-hmm. were brutally murdered in their apartment in the neighborhood of Bunker Hill, Los Angeles. Their bodies were discovered on Sunday, April fifth, nineteen thirty seven, by the manager of their building in the uh, the Astoria Apartments, which was located next to uh, Angels Flight Stairs. You know anything about the Angels Flight Stairs? No. So it's like this. I think it's it's in L.A. Um, and it's. It's like a the trolleys, but it's steps. So it's like a you have to wait in line, and it's like a big hill, uh-huh. and you hop on the trolley to take you up the take you up the hill. Oh no, I don't know anything about that. First time I've heard. Sure, it looks pretty cool. Angel, is it? You sure it's not San Francisco? It's Los Angeles. That's what I thought. That's in, what I, I'm like, it has to be. This has to be San Francisco, right? But it's in Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Okay, I've never heard of well, it. it. Could be wrong. Could be in San Francisco. Yeah. It said hills, I, and I trolleys, know the trolleys like in San yeah, Francisco. That's so. what I think of. Could Full be. house. Yeah, man. Um, I'm not gonna. Anyway, yeah, I don't want to get my. I was gonna go. I was yeah. gonna go on a, <laughs> a full house rant. <laughs> I was gonna go to full house. I'm not. Though. Don't do it. I'm not. I'm you not. got it, dude. So Warden and her daughter were unfortunately sexually assaulted mm. and murdered with a brick. Los Angeles detectives linked the crimes to the rape murder of 20 year old Rose Valdez who was a young mother who was murdered on March 2nd as her poor baby slept in the crib in the same room that her mother was killed in. Police began searching for any and all African-American males who had been connected to three similar assaults. On January 25th, Mrs. H.W. Cole was attacked by an African-American man brandishing a brick at Monte Sano Hospital. On February 3rd, an African-American perpetrator fractured the skull of Elizabeth Reyes with a brick in her hotel room. On March 28th, Zoe Damrell was attacked and almost murdered in her home by an African-American assailant carrying a brick. Damrell's attacker matched the description of a potential assailant 
seen lurking by Valdez's home, Valdez's home before her murder. So all these attacks over the brick. Over the brick. So using the alias Thomas Crosby, Nixon has survived in Los Angeles by petty theft, um, racking up arrests for shoplifting, pickpocketing, and or purse snatching. Mm. He was also uh, sus- uh, suspected of auto theft, and he returned to Chicago where another brick killing was committed. On the night of May 27th of 1978, Florence Johnson, the wife of a Chicago fireman, this lady was a, a, a white female, she had been slain by repeated blows uh, to the head with a brick as she tried to fight off these burglars. Her sister, who she shared an apartment with in Chicago, in Chicago's North Kenwood District on the south side, she slept in another room uh-huh. and she saw the two assailants leave the house. Within two hours, Nixon was arrested. Nixon was picked up because of the blood that was found on his clothing along with scratches on his hand. Mm. Nixon tried to blame his, his, his partner in crime, who was 19-year-old Earl Hicks, for Johnson's murder, which happened when the two were burglar, burglarizing her apartment. Mm-hmm. But Hicks, who was also under arrest, tried to put the blame for Johnson's murder entirely on Nixon. Yes. Hicks told police that Nixon had hit Johnson after she woke up and began screaming. Mm. So Nixon confessed to another brick murder, that of 24-year-old Florence Thompson, a white female nightclub hostess in her hotel room in 1936 where she and her seven-year-old son were staying. Mm. During the Thompson killing, Nixon had written Black Legion game on Mrs. Thompson's dressing table mirror with lipstick. Mm. So the Black Legion, if you're not familiar with it, is a domestic terrorist group. You know what the Black Legion is, right? No. So it's a black terrorist group that was a branch of the KKK. But they were black? No, no, no. This just oh. called <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Sorry, my mouth. I was like, what do you mean? No, he's got the Black Legion and he was just they was a branch off. They like split off from was like, let's We're do like, our own we thing. We don't got you. Let's do our own thing. We don't want to wear that. We don't we don't wanna they don't want to We're yeah, affiliated. We, we, exactly. But we do our own like Beyonce when she left uh Destiny's child. Interesting. I'm going to do my own thing. Interesting analogy. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. It works though. You get you give up. I got you. <laughs> but they dressed up like black and like had like a pirate hat. It's crazy. It's it's absolutely insane. Them. I never heard of them in my life. Absolutely. <laughs> pirate hat. Well, since you haven't heard of them, mm-hmm. I can give you a little bit of facts about them. Please. So it was a branch of the the the, the Ku Klux Klan. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Earl Little. They lynched Earl Little. They killed the father of Malcolm X. Wow. No, I didn't. And an African-American laborer, Silas Coleman. And each of these members swore an oath to give his all in any war against Catholics, Jews, Negroes, aliens, and communists. There we go. Okay. Wow. (laughs) Do you think they meant illegal aliens? I think they meant... Absolutely. I think they meant illegal aliens. But... Oh, do you think? Of, oh no, like no, a, no, no, like a Mexican. I th- no, I, no, they mean space, aliens. space aliens. They mean <laughs> aliens. Whoever's not us, 
from any from inter, interplanetary. No, they meant aliens. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You see the way these these dress? I'll show you a picture. Okay. Oh, it's absolutely insane. They, they look like they guys that think they are fighting they pirates. Hat hats on. They look like guys that are down to fight some aliens. Absolutely. Like space aliens. Crazy. Hey. So, uh, there was about the FBI when they did like an investigation on these. They they went out. You know they destroyed this group. Police destroyed this group in 1936. Mm-hmm. There's about 135 members. Including a large number of public officials. <laughs> Surprise. Shocker. Um, and, and it possibly they said possibly it was a, a Detroit police chief that was also a part of this this group. And they said they maybe have killed, you know, roughly around fifty people. You know one of the best reveals in internet history is Daryl Davis. I don't know how familiar you are with Daryl Davis, but he's this guy who he's a he's a jazz musician. I think he plays the guitar. I mm. think he plays multiple instruments. He looks like Uncle Ruckus, coincidentally. He looks exactly like Uncle Ruckus. Mm. But this dude is super, super prolific. He's amazing. What he does is he goes and he talks to KKK members, and he has conversations with them, and he tries to convince them to stop being in the KKK. I think I've seen this. Yeah, and then they give him, if he convinces them, he they give them him his robes. Yeah. And one of the clips is he goes... I have all these different costumes from all these people that I've had conversations with who I've convinced to stop being in the KKK. And one of the most uh, amazing and shocking ones I have is this one. This is a grand dragon, which is like the highest you can be. He was the grand dragon of a a, a sect or a, mm. you know, a chapter is what they call it, a chapter of the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah. And underneath of it, I have his daytime uniform and he pulled it back and it was a sheriff's back. It was a sheriff's wow. uniform with a badge and everything. That's crazy. So the biggest clan, the leader of a clan chapter by day was a sheriff at a police department. That's what get him, That's what got him to be a leader though. He just had the leadership skills within him. He was just a natural born leader is what you're saying? No, I just think that him being a sheriff, he was like, let's put this guy as the leader the of, the, of the KKK too. Yeah. The yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I just want to give you a little bit of tactics on, how the Black Legion, you know, did their recruiting. Mm -hmm. So to lure in potential recruits to a meeting, they would kidnap them if necessary. Okay. It's an interesting start. Then threaten them if they didn't join. Okay. Interesting. They swear they'd never tell anybody. They would also be beat up. Um, They also beat up members. Mm-hmm. If they wanted to quit, the Legion wanted sports figures as members as well. Like athletes? Athletes. Um, they recruited Mickey, I don't know this guy, Mickey Cochran, who was a player management player manager for the Detroit uh, uh, Tigers. Okay. And he was nervous in 1936 and removed himself from the team over Black Legion suspicions. But they kidnap you and like make you do it. Yeah. Maybe not sports figures. Maybe they try some other tactic doing that, but like sure. anybody else they like, they kidnap them and it's like Like hazing almost like a like a fraternity or something like that. Like yeah, man, probably. put a hood over your head. Yeah. That's crazy. I just thought I th- I thought I was like, that's how they That's how I got my Planet Fitness membership. So you got kidnapped into Yeah, nobody wants to join Planet Fitness. They I made. thought you joined it because they had like Pizza Fridays or something. Well, that's one of the tactics that they use, and if that doesn't work, then they, they blackmail you and they make you join. Got you. Yeah, I swear blood oath. I'm a PF black member. Pieces, I mean, pieces is delicious though, right? Oh, it's great pizza. But I think they have it's, the they purpose. put it in a they put it in a PF box. Okay, but it's got the garlic sauce from Papa John's. I think I'm, I'm familiar it's with a great business model. It makes sense to me. Genius. 
So Nixon had mistakenly left behind his fingerprints. I don't think he mistake. Look, I don't look. I'm not going to call the guy a moron. He's doing. I mean, he it looks st- like a duck. Hey, friend, does it look like a duck? I'm just asking you a question. No, I'm just saying. I'm just asking you a question. I'm saying I'm not. Don't call, call him that. Him don't call him a moron. I don't think. I don't think that's. I get why they call him a moron. Sure, I get that. Uh huh. I just don't think it's right to do do so. I agree. But is he doing things that are moronic? Yeah, idiotic. Yeah, okay, sure. I'm just asking questions. Again, so he mistakenly left his fingerprints, which implicated him in the murder. Mm-hmm. After the Thompson, after the Thompson sling, he and Hicks had left Chicago and wound up in Los Angeles, where he took on another identity. Faced with the evidence, Nixon confessed to the police that he had been the person who had written on the mirror. Again, when he wrote the Black Legion. The Black Legion. So according to the African-American newspaper, the Chicago Defender, mm. which was skeptical about the arrest and subsequent confession, they put, and they always put confessions in quotes, uh-huh. to the Johnson murder, the Chicago police had beaten Nixon and offered him, so they, after they beat, it, as they beat this man, yes. they offered him some sweets, some strawberry soda pop. The Defender characterized the white press coverage of the Nixon case was as lurid and inflammatory. As LAPD was learning more details of the brick murder that was caught in Chicago, they sent over fingerprints lifted from a milk bottle at the warden's apartment to the Chicago Police Department. The MO of the crime and the fact that Nixon previously lived at 803 South Central Avenue in Los Angeles Mm. indicated a connection to the, the brick bat murders. Yeah, which is another uh, string of you know killings that happened that they said he probably had connection to, but they called them the brick bat murders because they used a brick and a bat. I don't know, maybe I don't know. I couldn't find any information. No information on that. Nixon initially denied having any connection with those killings, but the Los Angeles police fingerprint evidence was decisive. As the Los Angeles Police Chief James Davis announced, they had a positive identification with the Brick Bat murders from Nixon's prints, which proved that Thomas Crosby was Robert Nixon. Mm. He admitted to killing the warden's mother and the child. Mm. From earlier, from the beginning. Right. Yes. Having confessed to the Thompson killing, Nixon was taken by the Chicago police to the scene of the crime which was Chicago's Davenshire Hotel, despite, despite a crowd of angry whites, some determined to lynch Nixon. Mm. So Nixon, who was held back by a front line of about 20 police officers. So they went back to where one of the murders happened. Had an angry mob there. Angry mob there. Had a front line of police guarding, uh, surrounding him. So he took Nixon back to the hotel mm. to have him reenact how he climbed up Thompson's fifth floor room from a fire from the fire escape. Wow. So he took him back there to see how he how he got how he got in. How he got in. So they I saw some images on um on the website and they had some images on Murderpedia as well. They have gruesome, disturbing pictures of the crime scenes. Mm. And they have like a they had a um like this map of how he climbed the fucking you know they had 
what is it, like stairs or some shit? Fire escape. Uh, fire escape, how he had to hop here and then jump. Yeah. Oh, but it was like them seeing him do that. Oh, man. Oh, he got the jokes. Ra- the jokes. He got racist. The jokes there. was coming. Oh, I know. I'm about to get into it. Jokes was coming. It was locked and loaded. Nixon was held, this word, I like, I like saying this word, incommunicado mm. in police custody for two weeks, during which he confessed to more victims. He confessed to raping and murdering nursing student Anna, Anna Kucha in 1937 mm. and assaulting three other Chicago women. He eventually confessed to four murders in all, two in Chicago and two in Los Angeles. Uh. He continued to maintain that Hicks had killed Johnson. So he 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 admitted to four. four. Well, one of them, he's like, I, I didn't do that. Well, would you believe him then? <laughs> no. I'm see, I, I, Maybe. I, that's why I differ from you. If I feel like I'm okay. getting pure honesty out of a person. Okay, okay. Then I'm tempted I get to believe that. when they go like, listen, if I did it, I would tell you. But I didn't do that. I, didn't do it. I just told you four was, was one. Well, yeah, but he can be like, I feel like he needs to get charged for something. Well, that's so I'll just huh? put this one on him. That's Patty. That's you're thinking in a give a shit. You're, you're thinking in a different way. Whereas shit. if I'm getting in trouble, I'm gonna get somebody else in trouble. I go down. We all going down. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So he was. Um, he confessed to two in Chicago and two in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. He continued to maintain that Hicks had killed Johnson with a brick at his trial. However, during his trial and in his appeals to the Illinois Supreme Court, he denied. These confessions and claim he had been severely beaten and abused by police. So he denied he denied the four later on. Yep. Oh. Well, no fin- mind, forget everything. Yeah. <laughs> so no fingerprint evidence linked him to Florence Kennedy's death, nor did any blood samples. Witness testimonies were unreliable and contradictory. Mm. So the apparent the apparent senseless senselessness of the crimes and the depiction of Robert Nixon as a dim witted African American. They're saying dim-witted African-American or just saying dim-witted? No, they call him a dim-witted African-American. I don't think they're calling him African-American also, by the way. But we, <laughs> Oh, absolutely. absolutely. I'm really, not going to say yeah, it, was, but absolutely not. That's We can we can move on. We know what, <laughs> we know what, it, what the word that is being used. Yes. But the dim-witted African-American led the press to nickname the murder the Brick Moron. Mm-hmm. Press coverage also called Nixon slow-witted colored youth and a colored moron the press reported that chicago police had contacted the sheriff back in nixon's hometown hometown in Tallulah, louisiana and the sheriff had reported back that nixon had been pickpocket and thief pickpocket and a thief and declaring nothing but the death would cure him which i wow. think is harsh and yeah. well at this point, they think he's killed like five women, right? Yeah, true. Aside from the pickpocket and stuff like that, if it was just the pickpocket and stuff, that's a yeah, yeah, horrible thing yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah. But he did kill four women, five possibly more than that. Yes, did but they said the same thing about the guys from my story, and they were innocent. But that's not the case for this guy. Right? He did it. No, he did it. Okay, he did it. Okay. The Chicago slangs were depicted as sex crimes, although sexual assault had not been a factor in the Windy City murders. At least they, not they, all of them. They know what they're doing. Yeah. This is one of those stories where it's tough because this guy's guilty. He did something wrong. Mm-hmm. But not making that distinction and allowing the media to say that these are sex crimes when they're not plays into the black man yeah. 
attacking the white woman narrative and King Kong and the we're coming and attacking the they make racist snuff films about stuff like this you know um one of the first films ever made was a racist ass blackface movie that they showed in the white house it was called uh i forget what it's called right now but anyway the whole premise was like this crazy black negro trying to have trying to assault this white woman mm. So when you do this whole sex crimes narrative and that they weren't sex crimes, you allow that stereotype to proceed, you know, and that's one that the, the hyper, the hypersexualization of black men is one that persists today. And it comes from stuff like this, you know, it hurts other black people. That's, that's why I didn't like, I mean, because he's guilty, but it hurts other black people. Right. Now, the crime scene photos that I've seen, like, you know, these women were, you know, didn't have clothes on. Yeah. But it was only one case that they talked about where it was, you know, some type of sexual assault involved. Yeah. But if, even if it wasn't, and they still said that, uh-huh. how can you categorize it as a as as these as these um, sex crimes when that didn't happen? Yeah. But they can, but if that's not out, like mm-hmm. you said, they can just throw that on there and then people can take it and run with it. Yeah. And as a narrative about all over the news, black pe- as about about black exactly. men in general. Yep. And one notorious story, a Chicago a Chicago Tribune story published on June fifth, nineteen thirty eight, entitled "Brick Slayer is Link to Jungle Beast." Oh, they use ra- oh they use races, figurative and metaphorical languages, mm. in depicting Nixon mm. when the police took him to the Davenshire Hotel to reenact Florence Thompson's murder. Yeah, here we go. The author of the piece, Charles, is either Charles Lavelle or Charles Laville, mm-hmm. likened Nixon to the missing link in human evolution. Mm. You know they exaggerate. Oh, he's swinging from oh from from story building a story. He went from the thir- first floor to the third floor <laughs> in one swing. It was the most primordial thing I've ever seen. His arms were eight feet long. Oh, I'm not. They were going in. I'm sure. They said, when I'm just reading this, and this is just my interpretation of readers. Mm. They said this man was a missing link in human evolution. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That he's such a monkey that it's like it's like (laughs) no, because I just want to, I just want to, I just want to, I just want to be clear with people. Sometimes racism is so is so like unbelievably wild. That all you can do oh, is laugh. All you can do is laugh about it sometimes. Like that's crazy because somebody wrote that and was dead ass serious. Like dead this guy serious. was. That this he, man. He's like a. He's a. He's a he's different. A, he's a different. He's not human. He's not human. He, there was a missing link in in his identity, his DNA, whatever. That mm-hmm. he didn't evolve into a human person. Mm-hmm. He's an ape, mm-hmm. and he likes to jump. Uh, I don't know skates. why. <laughs> fire escapes. I can't believe they had him. I mean, that was purely racist. That's crazy to have him. Like we are, we want to go back. And we want we want you to we want to see that you. was a circus. That was we want to see you do that. That was a show. If with a crowd there, Damn how'd man. the crowd know to be there? You know, the police called their family and was like, "Yeah, we're gonna that have this show. We're gonna have this uh this beep." You know, yeah. Because I don't say that word these days. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have this we're gonna have this Monica. That's what I started saying. I started saying Monica these days. I was like, what's up, Monica? What's up, Monica? So we're gonna have we're gonna have this Monica. <laughs> 
we have this Monica swing yeah. from the fire escape. Tell everybody to be down there. It's gonna be crazy. You know, get some snacks. Like it's gonna be hilarious. And popcorn. You're swinging from. You can be swinging from the side of the building like yeah. King Kong. Because like, why else would the crowd know to be at the hotel? And they brought him down there to, to so they could see him climb into the thing. Because that it was that unbelievable. They were like, "You jumped four feet off the ground and, and got up there, man." I mean, I know they're I know they're quick and everything, but. I gotta see this for myself, and they took him down there and had him reenact it. It's a show. It was a. It was a. It was a show. I know they were there doing monkey noises. Oh my god! Oh, it was terrible. So describing Nixon climbing up the hotel to the fire escape, Laville quoted a cop saying, mm-hmm. "Look at him go, <sighs> just like an ape." In the first paragraph of his piece, Laville declared, "They said civilization." Has left Nixon practically untouched. <laughs> untouched. His hunched shoulders. I mean, this is like this is crazy. Like, man, it's not even an ounce of human in him. This is he's basically a, he's basically an ape. You couldn't get more hyperbolic in describing yeah. <laughs> describing this man as a yeah. as an ape. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they were like, it's he, like, all right, man. Yeah. He's a monkey. He's a monkey. But it's like, no. Look they were saying that. He has hunched shoulders. He has long arms. He can scratch his knees. They didn't say that. I swear. I, they said his his hunched shoulders and long swinging arms that dangle almost to his knees. His outthrust head, cat like tread, all suggests. They saying he doesn't even walk like a person. <laughs> cat like. Come on, man. They just meant. And listen, this fucked up because like this is where racism intersects with like this is a guilty person. This is a guilty. But person. you don't have to make him out to be not human. Yeah, that's crazy. They called this man. Say cat-like tread all suggests the animal, evoking simian imagery. <laughs> simian imagery in the mainstream press at the time. They didn't even call this man a human being. Yeah. He's like, no, you're oh, the newspaper, a- the newspaper headlines must have been crazy. They probably were just oh, doodles. Man. Just doodles of monkeys. They probably didn't even use a mugshot of him. They're like, yeah, I think he now the now the public's going crazy in Chicago and they're like, it's a half monkey person. And if you go visit this man in the jail cell, he probably just looked like a dude on the street. This they're was like, a- man, they got you, they saying you're seven feet tall. And your arms can touch your feet. Yeah, standing up, and you got a big ass head, and your jaws slacked out. He's like, "This was a 1930s. I look like I look like Gary Coleman. 1940s man. roast. They was just roasting this man as he was climbing. I can't believe they had him do that. We want to see how you got up there, and then we're just gonna make fun of you while you mm-hmm. do it. So Laville summed up his description of Nixon. Still more, he is very black. Almost pure Negro. His physical characteristics suggest an early link Come on. in the species. <laughs> oh man. Why do they keep going they like this? In, man. They went in on this dude. That's crazy. This it's dude is like, a full on monkey. It's like I said, man, that's one of my favorite uh Chappelle show sketches where when uh it's the I'll say it for the context of the, of the sketch, but it's the the niggers, the the niggers, yeah, yeah. The, the nigger family sketch, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he he's laughing because it's crazy because he just their last name is that, 
And he goes, oh, this racism is killing me inside. That's how I feel every yeah, day, man. man. Like, sometimes all you can do is laugh at this shit because it's so crazy. But it's like, but it's not funny. But it's like, all you can do is laugh. All you can do is laugh. All you can do is laugh about it, bro. That's All you can do is laugh. All you can do is laugh sometimes. Sometimes it's so like, they said what? They did a full page. This guy is so black and such a monkey. And his He arms, is so monkey he's that he's such not a, human. He's so monkey. That's crazy. Like, he is so monkey link. that he... Didn't evolve into what he a human being that he just stopped. There's, there's no he traces stopped. of civilization in this guy. No, it's like no. he came right out of the woods into Chicago. It's like you know how you sound, right? It's like you. Oh no, this is hilarious. <laughs> no, not this is hilarious. We're dead ass serious. Yeah, this is a monkey. Yeah, I'm dead. I'm I'm so <laughs> for real that he reminds he's like a monkey. Yeah, man, I was. Shocked. He is a he is a monkey. I was shocked. Super shocking. So along with the depiction of Nixon and the tropes of the dangerous black buck, the press ran stories on Florence Johnson depicting her as a mother of two. Newspapers ran photos of her children bearing such headlines as orphaned by crime. Mm. The stories magnified racial tension in Chicago. The murder and resulting press frightened the white re- residing, I'm sorry, residents of Johnson's North Kenwood district. And the adjacent Kenwood neighborhoods triggering white flight mm-hmm. from once elite areas that now bordered black districts. Mm-hmm. And then they sold those homes to black people yep. at a higher rate. Yep. And then the property value plummeted immediately. Yep. And then they were upside down on their homes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And then redlining happened. So Robert Nixon sometimes had a partner who was Earl Hicks. And the alias he used was Howard Howard Jones Green was the alias he used. Mm-hmm. Hicks was sent from Chicago to Los Angeles and taken to the warden's former room at the Astoria Apartments. He admitted to the L.A. police that he beat 12-year-old Margaret on the head with the butt of the pistol, mm. but denied taking any part in sexual assault or using a brick. Yes. Hicks said that he and Nixon stole $8 from the warden's. Wow. Which in today's time would be $151. Nothing. No. In addition, he confessed to attacking Zoe Damro, for which he was sentenced to five years to life. Nixon's defense in the Florence Johnson murder was to claim that it was Hicks who carried or used a brick that killed her. The defense was not effective as the Illinois Supreme Court held that under the rules of felony murder, both burglars were responsible for the murder. The law holds both culpable, the perpetrator of the murder, and any accomplice who does not actually commit or partake in the killing during the commission of another crime is, is, is equally as guilty of the murder. Mm. So you were there. You, were part, you, were, you did it. You did it. Yeah. You're guilty. So on January 27th, 1939, Hicks was sentenced to 14 years in prison after he pleaded guilty to the charge of, of, of murder regarding Johnson's death. Yeah, so Hicks got 14 years in prison. Robert Nixon was convicted of the murder of Florence and sentenced to death, and he was executed in the electric chair in Cook County Jail on June 16, 1939. So then it was quick. Yeah. It wasn't no death row. Years, no, you're years. not. Si- and he's black. He's like, nah. And your monkey. We got to get you up out of here, dog. You got to go. You're not. Yeah. 
uh, made all the headlines. It was they were waiting for them. this. They couldn't waiting. they couldn't drag this out. No, no. But that was a story of Robert Nixon. I mean, it's such a conflicting story because goddamn, it was so racist. But he racist he was a he, he was a super like a violent murderer who used bricks to kill who people. Used bricks to kill people. But I, it's so crazy to have to be like. But why to, to be to be yeah he's like one of those kind of things like yeah man fucking lock this guy up and I go yeah lock him up yeah exactly. and he's a he's that monkey you're like whoa man hey, bro, hey listen right. man he's guilty bro like come on hey that's man that's it man crossing the line that's it well he's he's guilty yeah, he's guilty but you don't gotta be come on he's racist called monkey and say he's not, not human not human and he's describing them all fucked up like come on man y'all y'all doing too much man come on y'all throwing extra little sauce y'all throwing extra sauce on it now like saying he hunched over got long arms come on man it got out of hand. But here's the conspiracy, casual conspiracy consumer in me. Okay, triple C. Triple C is that notion that they, mm-hmm. the overarching they, mm-hmm. see an opportunity in a neighborhood like a Chicago where they want to squeeze some money out of a neighborhood. So they come up with this idea of forcing out people, forcing a, a, a great migration so that there's a vacancy of homes mm-hmm. so then they can resell those homes. So they prop up this situation, get the public's attention, have the police officers go take this guy down and swing from the thing. And there's a crowd there, so you mm-hmm. get the public, the, the newspapers writing about this Negro monkey swinging from the, the your kids aren't safe. He's he's killing women and raping women, and so white flight happens. So it's all this is all planned. The white flight happens. They move out. Those houses become vacant. They sell those houses in, to black people for higher than they used to sell in the. So buying a house at but they 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 work the credit system so they allow them to be able to get into the house but they're thinking oh that's a white neighborhood because they're unaware that the white flight is happening so yeah. they're like well we're moving our family into a better neighborhood yeah. than it was then you end up in a neighborhood that's Wrong. the yeah. same as as the neighborhood that you were in yep. but you're paying double the price for the house because you thought it was a white neighborhood yeah then you can't keep up can't you keep can't up keep with, the, with, the, with the house, the appearance. Property value goes down. Yeah. Everything goes down. Now you're upside down on your house. Bank comes and kicks you out, sells the house again to somebody, flips it, you know, keeps flipping. If that. It. If that. Then also, other side of town, now you're developing new land, yep. building new houses for these white people that Jobs. have moved and selling, yep. you, know, you know, construction work and selling new houses. And you, you stimulate the economy just like that. So if you're a development group, they. Mm-hmm. If you're a development group, you know, a, you know, a real estate group, corporation or whatever they those big names shadowy figures or whatever pulling the strings and stuff to cause neighborhoods to because that's all it takes like when you see an influx of development you know so all of a sudden like sometimes like i got a couple little three little things i look for if i'm like this neighborhood is about to make a jump in a positive way and i this is this is very anecdotal but i go uh panda express probably about to go down Probably that's like middle class, lower middle class. Uh, 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 Panda Express, mm-hmm. Starbucks, absolutely going up. Yeah, Starbucks going up. Uh, Chipotle, uh, middle but better than Panda Express. Seven mm-hmm. Eleven people don't. Come on, Seven Eleven don't. There's there was a protest in the area I'm working with. People had signs in the yard. Was like no Seven Eleven. Yeah, no, we don't want that. Cause it's, it's bring, open to it's, it's open late. You got yeah. people hanging out, loitering yeah. outside. Bringing the wrong tra- traffic, they don't want. They yes. don't want that. And also another one is uh, a mentor of mine told me like, because he works in the city, he's mm-hmm. like, if they're putting bike lanes, mm. that's good. They about to 
they yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah. They about to do some work around it. They about uh-huh. to gentrify that yeah. that area. Because people are gonna be riding their bicycles yeah. and stuff. Probably they ain't put no dri- bike the bicycle in the hood. <laughs> of I'm course. riding my bike where I want to. In my neighborhood, yeah. I'm riding a bike where I'm riding bikes off down the lane. Yeah. Take so no they, lane. they do bike lanes or a bus lane or something like that. Uh huh. They they about to do Interesting. something. I never thought about that yeah. one. But yeah, most of the little gentrified little neighborhoods I see, they got a bike lane. Yeah, bike lane, yeah, man. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, man. So I think about the way that real estate can be manipulated. And when you tell yeah, me man. that, when you tell as soon as White Flight was brought up, I go, they put a lot of sauce on this dude being a monkey and your yeah. family's not safe and he's a sex monster and he, women aren't safe. And, and it made people leave yeah. and opened up this need for housing that was exploited in some kind of way. Yeah. Whether they sold, oversold the houses. But they didn't even need to do all that. These people that were killed were white. So it was like, that's all, that's all they really needed to see. Yeah. Some white families get murdered by a black kid. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, but they, now, but they, they gassed it up. They, they sauced, of course. They gassed it up. Yeah, yeah, they gassed That's it up. Let's just sauce it up right now. You just put a little bit, a little cherry on top. Mm-hmm. To and guarantee that they leave. Exactly. And yeah. They put on the full show, full on show. Yeah. So I always like, whenever I hear that come up, I'm like, that was that, was that intentional? To cause such a fear that people leave in droves and now you have all these houses to sell. And then a property group, property management group, or real estate group can come in and take advantage of this opportunity. Yeah. So, but yeah, that was an interesting story, man. That's crazy to be like, this guy's a killer, but I got to sit here and be like, wow, man, that's mad racist. Yeah. It was like, he's a killer. He killed multiple victims, but it was more of, like you said, the, what they used to just put this man in the news like he's an animal. Yeah. Because the, the, the problem with that is like, where's the line drawn? Because what are we saying? Like, okay, well, if you can be racist. You can be super racist to people if they commit crimes. But it's like, okay, well, what kind of crimes? We're saying, well, is it only murder? Or we're saying, like, uh, if you are a petty theft or a robber or something, you can go, look at this jigaboo monkey stealing purses. It's like, well, come on, man. Like, what? So I have to say, hey, man, that's not right. I can't, I can't sit here and say, I know he murdered a bunch of people, but so that's okay that you could be racist towards him. Because then I'm saying, okay, so you're saying if somebody's a criminal – you can be racist. I don't think that that's the case. Yeah. So I got to sit here and say, hey, man, even though we laughed and stuff, but I'm trying to explain why we laughed. It's right. just it's so unbelievable. But I can't sit here and go, well, I mean, you know, he did murder a bunch of people. So, you know, they can call him a monkey. Like, no, man, that's no. not okay. No. So I got to call that out. Because even if not, he is, he's bad. But because he's that's not, not, but that's not, it's not just for him, though. It's, that's, it, it's setting it's, a precedent. This story is about precedent. him. So it's like, okay, they call him all these names, but, that's for all yes. black people. Yes. They and don't mean him. Yes. They mean all of them. We're all, you all, you all look like monkeys in <laughs> yes. some kind of way. You all are spectacular, all are not human people. So if we let that slide. You can't let that kind of stuff slide. You got to like, and that's today too. Yep. You know, cause you hear that kind of coded language and people, you hear people, conservative people talk about Chicago and stuff. They go, a lot of them, them and those people and mm-hmm. those people just can't get it together. They don't mean the people that the story's about on the news. We know what they mean. They mean black people. Yeah. So you got to call that stuff out because just because something is wrapped in a crime, it doesn't give people carte blanche to be racist. But I feel like, and that's, I'm not even going to get into the rapper, the popular rapper guy who's been in the news a lot lately, but he's the type of guy, what he's doing, no matter what he thinks, if he's doing it right, I'm not even going to say his name. 
But people with ill intentions will take that person and go, see, he agrees with what he thinks how one, we think. One of those think how we think. Yeah, so we're right. Yeah, man. And that's what makes it dangerous. Even if you're just like, I'm only thinking for myself. I'm just speaking for me. People will use you as a prop to represent millions of people. Yep. And that's what makes it dangerous. So anyway, that's my soapbox. Yeah, man. I agree. Totally agree. Yeah. Uh, but great story. Uh, let's go ahead and get into these good vibes and get up out of here. Good, 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 good vibration. Welcome back to our Good Vibe segment. Uh, my Good Vibe this week is about John Cena. American actor and WWE superstar John Cena has set a new record. Also, by the way, I was never a big John Cena fan. Um, Yeah, he was a word that is now canceled at the is time. He, he was well, racist? Huh? He did some racist? No, but he uh, was a... They, we used to use this W word that people didn't really realize how racist it was when you say it, but it was perfectly described what John Cena was. He was wearing, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He was, he was very much, he was very much that the <laughs> long jean shorts and he was rapping. And he, on, yeah. he was doing Fifty Cent dance move with the can't, you can't see me thing and yeah, yeah. And I think he'd even say stuff like, "Yo, that's whack, dog." Oh yeah. And now Why is he canceled though. I'm that word is canceled. Oh, because oh, what you're word. saying is you're acting like a white n word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like that's still. Racist to black people. Right. It's like it's like it's a double it's like a double handed slap. It's like you're insulting him because you're saying like you're acting like how we think black people act. And yeah. that's yeah, disgusting, that's basically. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And uh, like I like John Cena, but it's funny, like that's how he kind of got famous. And that's why I don't like him. You don't like and him I still. Never, no, I, I still he's funny. He's 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 a good actor. But I get that you're you're saying that because the thing that rubs me the wrong way a little bit with a lot of these people, Miley Cyrus did it too, and Post Malone is another guy that did it. Uh, but I like. Post I think Malone's as a music. kid though, I just didn't. I didn't. I think that maybe that's why he, I didn't you, like he him. wasn't a wrestler. He wasn't a wrestler. You gravitated towards. Yeah. Well, I felt like he was being he was being fake. He was acting black. But it's funny because now he's an actor and you, he can just go, "Oh, I don't do that anymore." Mm. As a matter of fact, I bet he would look back and goes, "Remember when I was acting black? How embarrassing it was for me to be acting black. Like it's almost like cringy." People go like, "What a time that was when I was." But I'm sure he doesn't think of it as acting black. I think he just thinks like that's what the times were. Yeah. But no, like you cool. were you were being, being cool. You were being yeah, exactly. But it's like no, no, you were cooning it up and trying to be a fake black guy. And then you were like, oh, this doesn't make me money anymore. So I'm gonna go back into being like a buff action hero white guy. And now he's like America. He's on that HBO Max show where he's like, I'm a basically a version of Captain America. Hello guys, I'm a Mister American, all American guy. But if you go back 15 years ago, he was like, yo, this is whack dog, and it's me, John Cena, in his house. But you can just you can just choose to do that as a white person. You can go like I'm gonna do this for a bit, like it's fun. Yeah. Justin Timberlake did it for a we little bit. That, Justin yeah. Bieber did it for a little bit. Like it's fun to well, just. He's racist. Ooh. Yeah. Who Justin Bieber? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That. He's not racist, but he has one of the most racist videos on the internet of all time. No, he's racist. Him singing "One Less Lonely Girl," but with the N word in there, is crazy. And the fact that he skated out of that just speaks to how famous he was. Like, people were just like, he's 14. Like, just move on from it. But that shit is wild. One less slowly. It's, I mean, it's only but so far I can I can take the, he was being, he was young. I know. I don't, only, I, I don't accept it at all. <laughs> Come on, we all. he just didn't know? We all can't just have that excuse. Yeah, he didn't right. know that was racist when he was doing it? Come on now. <laughs> he was young, you know, he didn't know. Was, like, nah, come on, I'm not. 
Everybody don't get that excuse. Yeah. Anyway, John Cena did something nice. Let's yeah, stop calling sorry. him a wigger yeah. and, and making fun of <laughs> him being a coon and stuff. He, he did what? What did he do? <laughs> John uh, Cena. Uh, uh, he set a new record for the most wishes granted through Make a Wish Foundation. Yeah, yeah, he does that a lot. Six hundred and fifty. Yeah, he does it a lot. The Make a Wish Foundation helped helps fulfill the wishes of children who have been diagnosed with a critical illness. As the most wished for celebrity, nobody else has ever granted more than 200 wishes in the 42-year existence of Make-A-Wish. Even The Rock. It feels, it feels like The Rock does a lot of that, too. He beat out The Rock. He's the most. Yeah. John yep. Cena. Targeting children between the age of 2 and 18, they choose to meet a celebrity, go to an event, or get... No, I don't know if there's ever been an instance where it's like, uh, kids saying a celebrity went like, what? Like, he, the, he that's the only celebrity... That was ever brought up? What do you mean? Like if a kid goes like, I want to meet fucking Steve Harvey or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's that's a crazy wish, but okay, go ahead. No, go, you got like eight go, months left. You're like, I want to meet no, Steve, Harvey. Steve Harvey. I want to meet Steve Harvey. But go ahead, I'm and trying they, to. And they go like, is nobody else you want to meet? Like somebody? Oh else? yeah, like you want it better? <laughs> Would you like? You sure? <laughs> that's it? <laughs> I'm sure that has. I don't know. That's your wish. I'd love to meet the girl that played P- Piper Hollowell on Charm. You'd be like, <laughs> you, sh- you know, we can get like Michael B. Jordan, or, right. you know, like you. So I want to meet Malcolm Jamal Warner from. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, yeah, you're like, you're like on your deathbed. You're like, I want to want to meet Eddie Winslow from <laughs> Family Matters. <laughs> They're like, uh. You know we can get like Adele, like uh, come on, man, like you got one more for yourself. Come on, so bro. I want to meet. Please, I want to meet JJ from the Good Times. <laughs> <laughs> like, like eight. Yeah, you're like, it's twenty twenty two. You're like, who showed you Good Times? Like, what are you talking about? I want to meet the puppet, the guy that played the puppet Alf. You're like, uh, <laughs> I don't even know if that guy's alive anymore, man. Like, come on, bro. Like, don't you want? What more? I mean, Jack Black? We can get Jack Black. We can get Jack Black oh, here. Man. We can get him here. We can get Jack Black here. Oh, shit. I want to meet uh, Jennifer Oy from Blossom. You're like, uh, <laughs> come on, bro. Want more for yourself, bro? We can get Chris. We can get one of the Hemsworths here. We can get Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> so I want to meet. I want to meet Jeffrey. All like dude, that's not the not the main character, the side character. I want to meet Jesse from Parent Trap, the Lindsay Lohan vehicle. I want to meet the the nanny Jesse. Like, um, uh, we can get her, I guess, man. But we, I want better for you. Like, come on, you can ask for more than that. (laughs) Okay, John Cena. I could do this all day. I could do this this for like four more hours. <laughs> oh, oh shit! I could do that all day. Oh man! <laughs> oh, let me get back to my story. I want to meet. <laughs> I want to meet. Please meet Judge Judy. <laughs> <laughs> I just, if I could meet Dewey from Malcolm in the Middle, I just would. Uh, be, I could meet one person. Can't get in touch with any of those people. <laughs> they don't have They're agents anymore. <laughs> just regular people now. <laughs> It's just they're just regular people. They're like I can I can get Frankie Muniz the the guy that plays Dewey is like I can oh. call he he can Frankie can call. Oh, 
shit. And he wants to meet you, man. He said uh, he wants to meet Dewey. Can you wear the striped shirt and the overalls? Do you still have those? Or like he wants you to be Dewey? Man. All right, look at <laughs> So the Make a Wish Foundation. I think I read that part. Mm-hmm. So targeting I read that part too. Uh so targeting children between the age of two and eighteen, they mm-hmm. choose to meet a celebrity, go to an event, or even give a gift to someone else, and we're thrilled to honor Cena as the man who has fulfilled the most wishes. John Cena says, if I ever, if you ever need me for this ever, I don't care what I'm doing. I'll drop what I'm mm. doing and be involved because I think this is the coolest thing. Commendable. Yep. That's what Cena said in an interview. After being on it for 500 wishes granted, I just drop everything. And if I can offer a fantastic experience, I'll be the first in line to do my part. Uh, and they just go on to say, you know, G- uh, Cena has been professional wrestling since 1999 I'm like, uh-huh. damn yeah 1999 right. oh he's like one of the most decorated he is like the, the, world he's champion. like the the rock of the next generation of people like he yeah. he's a very decorated wrestler and stuff like that it just was after my time yeah and i didn't like that he was doing all the stuff that we made yeah. really. but yeah. it's but he's commendable great yeah. great things that he's doing yeah. but it was a little much for me so a crowd favorite character in the face for WWE's Be A Star anti-bullying campaign, mm-hmm. he granted his first wish for the foundation in 2002. In 2012, Cena granted Make-A-Wish, Make-A-Wish's 1,000th wish to a fan named Corden. Once receiving the opportunity to meet Cena, children take photos, hang out with their favorite wrestler, and sometimes even venture inside the ring. Mm. Cena is usually accompanied by one of his championship belts mm-hmm. as he held... The WWE Championship 13 separate times and often let the kids try it on. Mm. Oh, that's great. That's super dope, man. I think that that's great. And aside from aside from the stuff that we talked about, yeah. which I still stand by, I think that you don't have to act like that. Well, you do. I mean, it helps. Like Post Malone had braids and a grill when he came in. And now he's like, I'm just a country guy. I drink Bud Lights and I just do music, man. What's his name did it? Uh, Machine Gun Kelly. He did the exact same thing. Yeah. And now he's like, I'm a pop rock a, guy. Yeah. Now he's a pop rock guy. So it's like, you know, if you're that it's guy. A it's a phase. It's a phase. It's a phase. And it, you get the choice to have it be a phase. Isn't that nice? That's, that's nice, man. It's really nice. Just can't cut this on and off, man. Yeah. We can't. That's what I'm talking Some about. people can. And it works out very well for them. I'll never forget that little three years Miley Cyrus out here twerk- twerking that little flat butt out here and sticking her tongue out and being like, I'm a ratchet. And then she just was like, never mind. I'm Dolly Parton. Yep. Must be nice. <laughs> so anyway, my good vibe story is about an adopted man who discovered his family after 20 years when his brother used his unusual name to track him down. Mm. So an adopted man discovered his biological family after 20 years when his brother tracked him down on Instagram thanks to his unusual first name. Iverson Poff, who's 20, was adopted from birth and raised by his adoptive parents, but always wondered who his biological family were. Iverson, which I don't know if that's, I guess I don't know anybody with the first, I know Alan Iverson, so if I'm being and realistic. that is it. That's it. So fair point. <laughs> so Iverson, who grew up in Portland, Oregon, had a few baby pictures provided by the adoption agency. However, it was a closed adoption where adoptive family and the biological family have no contact. And the adoption agency used, the adoption agency used had long since shut its doors. 
It was July 20th, however, that he got an Instagram message from a man called Jalen Vickers. He said he was his older brother. He said, I have the date. He said, I have that date tattooed on my arm because it was so important to me, according to Poff. I opened the message instantly and I knew straight away who it was. I just knew. Vickers explained that thanks to Iverson's unique first name, which his mom had remembered, it was easy for him to be found. 16 hours after that message, Iverson was on a flight to Salt Lake City, where his mother and three biological siblings were there waiting to meet him. He described it as the most euphoric moment. After meeting the family, he thought he'd never know. And now he's planning to move to Utah to be closer to them. Wow. He oh, must, wow. He, well, I'm sure, his, I'm sure his adoptive family was super nice, but. You know, I don't know. Something about when you find the people that look like you and sometimes people connect to that better. Yeah. I'm not one of those people that believes blood is thicker than water in every case, but sometimes it is. So uh, he said, when I first met my family, it was like seeing angels. It was crazy. I can't even explain it. He remembered. Was it just his brother or was it like mom? His mother and three biological other siblings, including his older brother. Oh, I don't know about that. The whole family. I don't know about that. What do you mean? That she had she to she rate oh oh never mind what are you saying to move to like go back to live with them not live with them be closer be closer to be closer at least I think I he's twenty I, I, he's I twenty know, I don't know the the context I don't know no me either so I'm not I'm <clears throat> not gonna I'm not yeah gonna. so <clears throat> so uh, he said I was actually in the process of doing DNA tests to try and find them on ancestry but they found me before I had the chance to finish. Poff knew he had to he had two biological siblings, but the third was born post adoption agency pictures. And it transpired that he had not only an older brother, but also two younger sisters aged 18 and 13. He described the meeting as very surreal and breathtaking. He learned from his mother, Danielle Zimmerman, that she had been unable to support him at the time she got pregnant. She had flown from her home in Florida at the time all the way to Utah to give birth to Iverson there. So his adoptive family could take him straight in, and I guess they probably first born then. Well, no, he has an older brother. Oh shit! So he, so he was the second, and she was like, "This is I can't." So, but she, but apparently she had him in Utah, so his, so the adoptive family could take him, Mm. and then I guess just stayed in Utah because he didn't. He's flying back to Utah to be with them anyway. We discussed it and chose not to focus on the past. Okay, that's good. Like that. At least they addressed it. Pop said of his personal origin story. Why do that when I have so much in the present and the future to focus on? That's big. That's very big and forgiving. Anyway, he ended up staying in Utah for three weeks, during which time he got to do normal family things. He said, when I met them, I felt the void in my head was filled. Like I've been missing puzzle pieces that I now have. It's awesome. I have to count my blessings. I've been very fortunate. And that's great, man. As a person who, you know, I had to do some forgiving of my dad for things uh, in our past. And it's... It's a tough thing to do, but you, you got to address it to move on. At least he addressed it. It felt good for him to hear him say, "Like, why focus on that? We we addressed it, but we're gonna move. We're gonna start from today." Yeah. yeah. But to pretend like nothing happened, I hope that they don't do that. You got to talk and then move on. That's great. Move on. Start from 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 scratch. But you got to get those feelings out there, you know. Yeah. So I hope well, that they did that. I remember being young and I always wished. Ow, Bill, what the hell? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I always wished. Um. I used to see it on TV where it's like, I can't like pick a pinpoint show, but it's like when you're a kid and you have a brother that you never knew, you never knew you had. And he just uh-huh. like comes to the house. Oh, like in Moesha. 
Is that what happened? To him? Yeah, Ray J just kind of came and he was like, always did that. They act like he was just a had cousin. Like, I just had like a twin brother I didn't know. He just mm. pop up. Always wish that happened. My mom used to tell me that I had a twin brother that lived in New York, and if I acted bad, she would send Switch. me to New York and then take him. And I'd cry. No, don't send me in. I don't want it. You know. Um, <clears throat> so I in the way I got it. And there's a picture of me at Chuck E. Cheese sitting in the little car where uh, Chucky e. is sitting in the car with you, and she told me that that was him. Chucky. No, oh. the, me. Oh. <laughs> That's how dumb I was. <laughs> I was like six. I was like, who is this? You got, you got the shirt on? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, this is Justin, your twin brother Justin. who lives in New York. And I was like, I hate him, but it was me. And she'd be like, I'm going to send you there and him yeah, bring him here. Justin, she could have called you Al- Albert or something. Yeah, no. Did. Well, no, that's the name she wanted to name me. Albert? If, no, Justin. Oh, okay. If my dad right, didn't yeah, want to name me yeah, Albert, yeah, she, yeah, was, yeah. she wanted to name me Justin. Yeah, yeah, I got you. My grandmother still refuses to call me uh, my name. Alvin? Yeah. That's yeah, why no. she calls me AJ. Yeah, I know. She hates my name. Well, your mom called you that too. Yeah. <laughs> I guess they all hate my name. And I didn't know that. I didn't know that until like, I was like, when I first met you, I went, why did they call him, why did they call him AJ? Mm-hmm. But I thought they called you, now, now I, I didn't even know that. I thought they called you AJ because of your middle name. No. That's why I thought. So they. That's well, no, I guess they do. Yeah. Okay. All right. Then. Yeah, that's why. That's what I. That's what I put together. Either way, they Jeffrey. call me that. Was it Jeffrey? My middle name? No, no, no. I'm talking about the name she wanted. Justin. Name. Justin. Justin. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um. Either way, they call me it. Whatever they call me it, they call me that because they hate my name. <laughs> At least my grandmother does, and then it's stuck. Oh, okay. My it's, dad. My dad's best friend don't like my name. He calls me Jonathan, which is my middle name. Okay. I don't like your name, so I'm fucking. <laughs> I'm not saying that. That's so disrespectful. My grandmother told me that right to my face. She's told me that so many times in my life. Like, I don't like your name and I'm not calling you that. So. <laughs> she wanted me my name to be Mario. Which is crazy. <laughs> I was like, I'd be such a douchebag if my name was Mario Williams. That's crazy. But she got me a mug for Christmas two years ago that says Mario, Mario Williams on it. <laughs> That's so her. <laughs> She's a sick individual, bro. She's like, this is what I wanted you to be named, and I'm not going to ever call you your name. She's never called me Alvin in my life. And she sends me things sometimes that say Mario on them. That's hilarious, man. Because that's what she wanted. <laughs> but anyway, Fran, uh, you uh, watch anything good lately? What you know? What you been up to? I'm still watching. Um, I'm still catching up on a lot of stuff, man. Basketball is in play. You're drowning, you're drowning in content. <laughs> I am drowning yeah. in content. <laughs> um. No, I watched. I watched the. I told you about. I watched the Redeem team. The thing. Redeem team. Yeah, I gotta check that that's, out. That's that's good. If anybody want to watch that, <clears throat> um, and that is it. Not watching anything else. Yeah. Well, season four of Atlanta continues to be great. The most recent episode they made fun of Tyler Perry, and it's fucking funny. It's very comparable to the Teddy Perkins episode. Mm. Very comparable to the Teddy Perkins episode. It might be. It. I can't wait to see it. It might be my favorite episode of Atlanta yet. Ever. You said the last episode. I know. That's how good the season's been. <laughs> wow. Back to back episode. Not back to back because the third episode. What is that, season four right now? Season I mean, four. I mean, it's the episode last four? Episode five. Four. Okay, five. But episode two and episode five of this season, incredible. Mm, I can't wait. No. Whatever one where he goes to therapy, people who are watching Atlanta, if that's, it's either two or three. Whatever one where he goes to therapy, and this most recent one where he makes fun of Tyler Perry, two of the best episodes of the show ever in all four seasons. Two of the best episodes in one season. This wow. is the final season. So Atlanta's been great. Highly recommend. 
I'm going to check out the new Hellraiser. I haven't watched it yet, but it's Halloween season and, you know, the new Hellraiser, Hellraiser's come out. And I love those movies. They're so weird and sadistic. Um, and, yeah, I got to I gotta watch the Redeem Team. Yeah. But, yeah, I've been mostly just been watching Atlanta and been rewatching Rick and Morty a lot lately. It's good. I remember, like, documented on this show, I was, on this podcast at some point, I was like, I don't really get it. I feel like everybody talks about it. It's overhyped. And then I got on the train. And it is good, man. But I'm not really Rick and Morty of, fans are really awful people. I, I like the show, but I, I'm more of a, um, I can't remember the other one. Man, the guy that's like, he has a dad who's like a lollipop. What, oh, um, Adventure. I mean, um, the regular no, show. Regular show. That's regular my, show. That's, that's my, my shit. shit. That's my but shit. But they're different. Yeah. Like, they're both cartoons, but, but I'd rather yeah, watch Skips and then. Skips and, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the regular show. The yeah, yeah. yeah. I, love, I, love. I love the regular show. <laughs> I love the regular show. Fantastic show. Not for kids. No, I don't. None. <laughs> well, Rick and Morty is like a, they cuss. That's obviously not for kids. Yeah. But the regular show is for kids. It's a that's a, comes on Cartoon Network. Yes. But it's I don't see how a kid can find shit. it funny. It's so, it's a very intelligent show. Yeah. <laughs> he said, "Too late, you pissed me off." <laughs> I love that show. Uh, anyway, yeah, so tons of great TV out there. Don't Amen. get don't drown in content. It's it it doesn't end well. Don't drown in content. Oh, I would disagree. House of the Dragons. You fall off. I did. I it's did. fine. It's fine, man. I did. Um, it is. Hey, I, I'm drowning, man. It's just so drowning. much coming out. I'm drowning, I'm man. Drowning and I'm not throwing you a life. Jeffrey Dahmer shit took over the, it did. the, the whole world. thing. So the I was world. like, yeah, yeah. I need to watch. I need to watch this first. Well, I feel like people look to me because they know my emotion towards the show. And what I'll say about this show is, it's not grabbing me. I don't care. The Maybe time jumps. The time jumps are throwing me off. Like I'm not getting attached to any of the characters because when I get attached, they become new people. They're the same people, but new actresses mm. and actors and stuff. And the ones that stay as the same, I don't care. I thought I liked Damon, but then it turns out I thought he had more planning in him. There's no planning. There's no plan. Nobody's planning. Nobody's plotting. It's just a bunch of melodrama and family drama. Like, I'm not seeing the, the strategy. It's and not the exciting, man. It's not exciting. It's I'd rather, I would. And they show you dragons every episode. You don't see. You don't understand how... How long I had to wait for dragons. Now they show you dragons so much that it's like, yeah, dragons exist. Whatever. They fly them. They've made dragons kind of boring because you I, see them so much. Yeah. I'd rather just watch Last Kingdom because I like, I love the I show. I understand. It's but like, you get battles and military wars and yeah. strategy, and you think this is going to go this way. Then they, it turns out they sent them this way, and it was a fake out. Yeah. All that shit was in Game of Thrones. Mm. The battle looks like this, it, it was going this way, but they, had, they took half the soldiers and put them behind them. Yeah. And then they come out last minute and ambush them. That's the kind of shit that would happen in Game of Thrones. That's what I like. You go to a dinner and it it's looks like... Much, a, I don't like all the drama. No, you go to a dinner, it looks like it's a dinner, but it turns out, oh, we're here to kill the king. We all pulled our swords from underneath of our wrists. We have secret daggers. Now that's we start killing like. people. Yeah, that's what I like. But the music was just playing and it was a nice dinner and now we've changed this. We flipped the script and killing people. None of that's happening in this. It's just a bunch of melodrama. Now, what I will say is, in this last episode, it turned up a little bit. There was some fighting, some blood was shed, and... I like Vagar, who's the biggest dragon of all time. Mm. I like that idea. And she's a girl dragon. I like that. The biggest and most dangerous dragon of all time is a girl dragon. I like that. Does she wear lipstick? No, it's not, it's not Shrek. <laughs> it's not, she's not the Shrek dragon. Okay. Nobody's having sex with her. A donkey's not having sex with the dragon in Game of Thrones. Another cheat code that they did as well to get me interested is, you used to watch Bates Motel, right? That's my shit, yeah. The girl with the nostrils, the she had the air tank. The little thing, yeah. She's bad as fuck, apparently, right? Mm -hmm. She plays one of the queen. She plays the queen in Game of Thrones. Oh, really? 
Savage Fenty drops her little video of her looking gorgeous. And now I'm like, damn, I'm invested in Olivia Cook now. I like her. She's cute. Is that her name? Mm-hmm. That's her real name. But she's the girl that had the nose, the air thing in, yeah, yeah. in Bates Motel. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, she came up out of that nostril thing and she's in Savage X Fenty looking gorgeous right before the last episode premiered. Rihanna drops that on us. Wow. And it's like, are you team green? Now I'm team green because I'm a pig. Wait, is this still this not is this the last is this not last dragon? House no, of the Dragon. Are oh, you still talking about that? I'm, oh, but okay. but but Rihanna, she did a she did she posed for Rihanna's lingerie oh, line. Oh, got you, got you. Got and you. they dropped the marketing for it before the new episode of House of the Dragon came out. Mm. And you're like, damn, that's the girl that so plays the queen. So she's in that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. She plays the girl that marries the king when she's like twelve. She grows up. Mm-hmm. When she oh, grows up, that's her as an adult. Got you. So they tricked me. They got me. They they put it. Wow. They they showed her outside that's of the queen clothes, and I was like, oh damn, okay, that's her. I forgot about her in Bates yeah, Motel. Her, yeah. I didn't even know that was her until I did my research. I said, who is the, who is the girl, that, this the, the Fenty girl from House mm-hmm. of Dragons? Who is she? Where do I know her from? I didn't know she looked like that outside of the queen clothes. And I was like, oh, that's the girl from Bates Motel? Yeah. Because I thought she was cute, but this was years ago. Yeah. Now, it's, you know, Rihanna, I'm telling you, man, uh, Victoria's Secret is done. Think so? That Savage Fenty is it. <laughs> you got on the cute underwear with the little gold X on it. What do you need? Whatever you come on, what do you need? I'm I'm cleaning, washing the dishes, whatever we got to do. Let's get it done. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm Alvin Williams. Join us always by my. I don't know where you. I said, hey man, see y'all next week. Deuces. <laughs> <laughs>